What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Brought to you by Toyota. Let's go places. Welcome to Forward Thinking. Welcome, everyone, to Forward Thinking. I am your host extraordinaire, Jonathan Strickland, and I'm joined by my co-hosts extraordinaire, Joe McCormick and Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we wanted to talk a little bit more about water, right? Yeah. So when I was a kid, I remember hearing about water scarcity awareness uh, at my school. Every now and then somebody would come in and tell us something really scary. Like uh, the hot dogs you're eating are going to give you cancer, or wow, uh, yeah. what kind of high school did you go to? <laughs> no, this was elementary oh, school. Oh, oh, pardon <laughs> this, me. This explains a lot about you, Joe. Yeah, I was learning through terror. I was very terrified of hot dogs for a while. Yeah, no, okay, but they were so delicious. I mean, right. fair point. But or, yeah, getting um, back to water, though, we heard there was a problem with water. Right, that there was a scarcity issue. You know, how do you get water? And I remember getting this impression when I was a kid that the water was going somewhere. Oh, like like, it, like going away, like leaving. Right, that we're like we're running out of water in the same way that say we're running out of coal. 
Right. So, so like, like there's one giant water tank somewhere and that level is going down and when it's out, it's gone. Exactly. But of course, that's not true at all. We're not running out of water in the way we're running out of coal, but water scarcity is a huge issue. So what is the deal? Ah, so we have to understand things like regionalization. We have to understand how much water is accessible at any given time, how much of that water is usable, because just because you can access it doesn't mean you can actually use it. Uh, for instance, uh, we mentioned in an earlier podcast that that more than 97% of the water on Earth, and there's a lot of it, uh, is salt water. So that's right. not, not... You can't drink it. You can't use it in agriculture. It's... Right. Yeah, you, you would have to process it first in order to use it. And, of course, that requires uh, energy output. So uh, if it takes more energy to make fresh water from salt water than it would to get fresh water through some other means, then it doesn't make sense to use desalination, right? Right. But, uh, but really... The issue with water scarcity uh, is is multifaceted. Uh, Joe, you you mentioned it in the script that you wrote for Forward Thinking, the video series, uh, that the law of the fresh water that exists out, out of that less than three percent, uh, a lot of that is not even accessible to us because of where it is. That's true. A lot of it's locked up in ice caps or in glaciers. A lot of it is uh, under the ground in places we can't access, or it's in tree bark and other people's flesh. I mean, right. So unless you're a sparkly <laughs> vampire, exactly. you're out of luck. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, water is everywhere, but there's only so much that we can get to and use in a way that's safe and, and helpful to the things we want to use it for. And right. once we have used it, it's a huge cost process to get it back to a usability point again. Right, right. In other words, that scarcity thing, that, that leaving the faucet on for too long, it's not that that water is going away. It's that it's going to a place where it's going to require processing before we could ever use it safely again. So that means that it's an energy issue. Right. You can think about it kind of like laundry. Like when you wear a shirt or a pair of underwear, you don't exhaust it. It's not that you can never use it again. You haven't seen how I wear a shirt. <laughs> but you've got to run it through a washing machine and a dryer and, and then fold it or hang it up before you can use it again. Right, right. So it, it requires energy before you can use it, uh, at least in a socially acceptable way. Some people I know go a long time between washes. I've never <laughs> met anyone like that at Dragon Con or etc. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> there, there's also a local scarcity issue, right? Sure, that yes. W- the world isn't going to run out of water. I mean, there's a closed system, and we can talk about that in a minute. But um, – there are truly local water scarcity issues in that water isn't leaving the planet, but in one particular place, it might suddenly run dry. Sure, yeah. You might have a natural disaster that causes a certain area of the of the planet to have uh, less access to fresh water than it did before, or just climate change over time can cause that to happen. Or simply over-irrigation. If you just take too much water out of the aquifers around you and you drain them dry... Uh, Suddenly, then you've got a big local agriculture problem. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, again, we're not saying that the water's leaving. It's still on Earth. It's just no longer accessible in that particular area. And uh, and you were saying, you know, it's a closed system. That's a good point. It's it's the water isn't leaving Earth, at least not in any great quantities. Oh, wait. So if it's a closed system, how did it get here in the first place? Well, uh, it turns out there's a giant faucet <laughs> on the side of Mount Everest. Okay. Someone, no, no, that's yeah. totally a lie. Um, well, that's actually a good question, and we don't know for sure the answer, but uh, I was reading something interesting that apparently 
now a lot of scientists think that much of Earth's water came from space. So aliens. No, not aliens with their big hoses. No, they're saying from asteroid impacts. Okay. All right. So asteroids, which I would assume have uh, some asteroids have ice on them, collide with the Earth, and that ice ends up forming uh, a lot of the water that's here on the planet. Right. Uh, in uh, in 2010, we uh, surveyed uh, the asteroid 24 Themis. Oh, one of my favorites. Yeah, it's one of the best. And it uh, was discovered to have a layer of frost. On the outside, I see water, and so that confirmed that it also was found to have uh, organic compounds, like carbon-based compounds that some people believe could have Started given life. the building oh, blocks wow. that seeded life on Earth. And and so we don't know that. Of course, that's just a possibility, right? Um, it's a hypothesis. Okay, right. but so this this was all uh, before life started on Earth. This was billions. Right. This upon was billions about of years ago. about four billion years ago. They think that that's this quite could a long have happened. A minute, yeah, yeah, sure. So that water, however it got to Earth, whether it was through an asteroid impact or some other means, and again, we don't know for sure, but it's it's one of the hypotheses that's that that scientists are are thinking about. Uh, that water has been here on the planet since then, and that water has not gone anywhere. It's gone through different phases. But the water that we have now is the same water that was here on the planet four billion years ago. It just keeps getting recycled through uh, through the clouds and through rain and through rivers, et cetera, et cetera. And people. And people and velociraptors. That's right, folks. That healthy glass of water that you're drinking so that you can get up to the eight glasses per day or however many it's supposed to be at this point. That very well may have at some point passed through the system of a dinosaur. Almost certainly did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least some molecules yeah. in there. You can tell there's a slightly gamey taste. No, no. Oh, we're all, we're all supposed it's to... It's megalodon blood. Yeah. Yes. Megalodons. You, no, you uh, guys have this obsession with giant sharks. They're giant sharks. Okay, fair enough. Uh, no, but uh, we're all supposed to drink about about at least half a gallon of water a day. All right. So half a gallon of water a day, keeping in mind that water has been here on Earth for billions of years. That First of all, when you really sit there and think about that, that's just amazing. I mean, that's just kind of cool to me. The idea oh, yeah. that, there's, that the, there's stuff that we encounter every day that has been here for billions of years that we have – our lives depend upon this – and it's easy to, you know, just kind of take it for granted. But this water, if if only it really could hold significance, like if the stuff it came into contact actually stayed Imbued with it somehow. It with some kind yeah, of oh. I personally power. got megalodon powers yes. from the, yeah. yeah. Now, an, sign I, me up. I would drink way, way closer to my daily allotment of water instead of say coffee if it was imbued with megalodon power. Yeah, uh, I I honestly do not believe any of that is at all possible. Which really, is, really, you don't? I, I really. <laughs> do you want to go down this road? Because we can talk about about titrating things down over and over and over again until there's no discernible <laughs> chemical left. But I really don't want to go into that. Not not even in the incredible future. Not even in not, the incredible okay, future. But what is the future of water? I mean, it's a pretty basic, you know. Well, well, one of the the futures of water is the idea that if we ever decide to get off this rock, like if we ever decide to actually try and have either inter interplanetary or interstellar travel, then we have to find ways of using water in a very uh, uh, very efficient manner and being able to recycle water incredibly efficiently, particularly for a very long journey, because you're not getting more water once you get out there unless you're able to find a source like another asteroid or even maybe a planet that actually has its own water supplies. So the future of water might involve mining asteroids 
right. water. That's not so far-fetched, actually. No? Um, well, there's already a company called Planetary Resources that has announced plans to send up interceptors and mine precious metals and water from asteroids. Which makes sense. Again, if you want to talk about any sort of colony on another planet or on a moon, then you know we, we can't just pack up water from Earth and send it out. For one thing... Uh, so expensive. It's really expensive. Yeah, it's it's ten ten thousand dollars a pound to put things in space. And pretty, if we need much. half a gallon a day, water weighs what like eight point three pounds a gallon, yeah, something like that. It gets gets pretty expensive pretty quickly. That's <laughs> ten thousand pounds a pint. Yeah, it's it's definitely more expensive. Or dollars a pint. Even yeah. even more expensive than going out and buying a, a bottled water. Oh, guys, like the don't, fancy kind. Don't buy bottled water. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, an issue where you also don't want to take the drinkable water on Earth and sacrifice it so that you can build a colony somewhere else. So mining asteroids is definitely one of those things that we should look into. Well, water in space is is essentially going to be crucial. I mean, we're talking about water scarcity issues on planet Earth, the water planet. Yeah. You know, the fact that four in ten people on the water planet are affected by water scarcity issues Think how big of a deal this is going to become once you're you're away from the water in the planet. vacuum of space. Yeah. yeah, where ten out of ten people will be affected by water scarcity. Exactly. Issues. Well, by, I mean, by design. I mean, it's you think about the uh, the International Space Station. Uh huh. What do they do about water? Well, I mean, obviously they they accept some really expensive water shipments from Earth. Yep. But they've got to take really good care of the water they have. They have extremely advanced recycling systems that keep the water. They can't keep it all. They're always going to lose small amounts of it over time, and they have to get it replenished. But they do their absolute technological best to retain whatever water they can. And what that means is, just like we come back from a run and get a tall glass of Megalodon blood, they sit up there on the International Space Station drinking their urine, the vapor from their breath. Yes. Now, wow. granted, all of this stuff has been processed right. Right. and cleaned. Right. They're not just drinking their urine. And but a little they, bit better than in, say, Waterworld. Right. But, yeah. right. but it, it is going through a recycling process. But yes, they're, they're, they have to recapture the water that they are expending, uh, either through breathing or urination or whatever. And, and then, uh, you know, or even, you know, sweat. That kind of stuff. It, it's all stuff that has to be captured and recycled in a way to make it uh, usable again. Technology like this essentially has to be really good if yeah. you're seriously thinking about long-term space travel. Sure. And uh, and like you mentioned, yeah, of course, mining water from asteroids is going to be a big deal, and that's actually more important um, than just getting the drinking water, the water we need for hydration and stuff like that. If we're really expanding, we need water for all kinds of things other than just drinking, right? Sure, yeah. You can um if you can extract water from an asteroid, you could potentially manufacture rocket fuel in space. That's wow. pretty cool because it's hydrogen and oxygen. That's true. Huh. You can make your liquid hydrogen propulsion. Yep. Yeah, and uh and also I mean clearly you would need water for things if you ever if we ever develop technology advanced enough to do something like terraforming. Of course. You know, water yeah. would would be a key <laughs> component. Kind of critical, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously there's going to be uh you know space space may very well be where where the water from Earth came from originally like outside of the actual planet's uh, creation. Space may very well be where we look to uh, to get water in the future, especially for when we're traveling out there and saying hello to distant neighbors. Not that I've received any phone calls or anything. 
No, they communicate telepathically. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, uh, it's really a neat thing to think about. And and yeah, I I encourage you all to to sit back, relax, enjoy a tall glass of megalodon juice uh, like like my co-hosts are have in front of them. And, uh, and, you know, if you have any particular topics about the future that you find really exciting, something that you think we should address, I, I highly recommend you let us know. We have the Forward Thinking website up and running. It's fwthinking.com. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Google+. And we really want this to be a conversation. So, guys, let us know what you're excited about and what you want to know more about. And what, what is it about the future that really has you uh, uh, energetic and ready to go? And, and it's just you, you've got to know more about it because that's the kind of stuff that excites us. So let us know, and we will talk to you again really soon. For more on this topic and the future of technology, visit forwardthinking.com. Brought to you by Toyota. Let's go places. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time and range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.